Well, I'm sorry I'm late doing this one. I didn't do one last weekend. I was very busy and very tired at certain times. So I'm afraid I never got round to sorting one out for you. But we're back on form this week. I've had a very long, very busy week, but we're, we're getting there. Last week actually started on the Friday before. I had a phone call from one of the boat managers. He said, uh, you've taken your name off the list for bringing the Varley back to Marmalade on Monday. I said, no, I haven't. He said, well, your name's gone off the trip, manager. Was it by accident or, or what's happened? I said, well, I don't know. I, it may have happened by accident. I have been on the trip, manager. Anyway, I want you there, he says. So I put my name back on the list. He says, I'll meet you at Marmalade. You can leave your car there. I'll take you up to Staveley. And then when you get back to Marmalade with the boat, your car's there to go home. Oh, brilliant. Thank you. So I met him just after nine o'clock. We went up to the Stabley Basin and the boat was already there on its lorry waiting for us to offload. We're just waiting for the crane to turn up. We were a bit early. The crane was booked for ten and it was only about quarter to ten by this stage. Anyway, we climbed up and on the lorry and we're having a look at the boat and looking how great it looked, all this shiny black on it now instead of dirty, rusty grey. Or the photos of it as we got after it had been sandblasted and it was just looking very grey and very sorry for itself. But brilliant coat of special paint to protect the hull for the next few years. New anodes, bits of metal that are welded to the hulls and they disintegrate through electrolysis rather than the hull disintegrate, the softer metal is attacked first. Looking good. Then he says, mind you, it's typical of, I won't mention names, but he says, it's typical of him, he says, to arrange all this and then go off on holiday. I said, well, he's the guy who fits the slings to the to the boat to move it. Who's going to do that then? And he just grinned. He said, you and me are. So that's why he phoned me up and was insisting I came. Anyway, the crane turned up and set himself up and uh, we threw the slings underneath the, between the boat and the lorry and sorted out the chains, attached all the chains and it lifted and it lifted evenly straight away. We got the we got the slings in exactly the right place. Bit of a performance getting the slings ready because there's like the, the fabric slings and then there's like a bit of conveyor belt with ropes on it as you thread the slings through the ropes and then turn it over so that the conveyor belt's against the base of the boat and lift it like that but it lifted and it I'd got the bow rope to hold the bow save that swinging around keeping it in position make sure the boat didn't twist round and hit the crane as it went past 
somebody else had got the stern rope we leveled it up to the side of the wharf and then gently lowered it down just making sure it was still clear of the concrete side of the wharf and didn't scratch it on the way down job well done and got it all done within about three quarters of an hour that's setting the crane up putting its steadies down dropping the boat in the water and putting everything away in the crane on its way home just a question then of slowly chugging the five miles and four locks to get John Varley back to Marmalade Wharf where it's birthed. It was a good day, we did well, we got it there. We got it into the water, we got everything successfully done. I was tired at the end of it because those slings and chains are heavier than you think they are. But it worked. It worked. And the weather stayed fine. It could have been quite nasty. I mean, while I'm doing this now, it's lashing it down with rain outside. But so the, so it went on. I had a bit of a, bit of a break on Tuesday. I was doing odd jobs on Tuesday. Wednesday was Elaine's birthday, so we decided we'd go out for lunch. And it wasn't a bad lunch actually. We went to a local local pub and I had a a gammon and chips and I kid you not the gammon was at least an inch thick. A really big helping of big thick chips and two fried eggs on the top. It was excellent. And pudding was even better, I Went for a apple, blackcurrant and cherry crumble and it came homemade in its own dish. Must have been a good, what, six, six inches at least across this dish and a, the thing has looked like a gravy boat full of custard alongside it. It was delicious. Elaine ordered her pudding and it came in a, a dish similar to mine but they delivered it on a big board with happy birthday written in chocolate icing on it. Nice touch. Very nicely done. Very grateful for that. It was unexpected. Well then on Friday I, uh, I'd bought tickets, Elaine's always liked ballet, when we first met she wanted to go to one or two different ballets as we came to local theatres, I've seen all sorts, I've seen the Nutcracker, I've seen Swan Lake, I've seen, I've seen one that was the Hunchback of Notre Dame, I've never seen a ballet like that. 
I didn't think I'd enjoy it really because I'm not indoor. I haven't been into that kind of thing ever. I've just seen odd performances on the television with excerpts and I'm thinking, could I or couldn't I? But with my interest in theatre and my odd appearances on stage, I appreciate the theatrics of it and the staging of it, the way things are done. So I can go to a ballet or a concert with her and not exactly fully enjoy it, but I can appreciate it and not be bored during the course of it. I always joke as I'd take a good book with me if we went there, but it is only a joke. But I remember vividly we went to see The Hunchback of Notre Dame and towards the end the, the girl gets hung and putting her on the scaffold and dropping her in the noose was so realistic it was truly frightening. She did drop a few feet and come to a halt as the rope tightened. Quite how they did it I'm not sure because I couldn't see any visible harnesses or leads or support cables but it was done very very well indeed. So on Friday I took her to see Swan Lake at, of all places, the winding wheel at Chesterfield. It was a nicely staged ballet, well presented by what it said in the programme was a, a new group from Moldova that were putting it on. It seemed a bit strange at the winding wheel because I think the... Uh, the stage, I think, was a little bit small for uh, how they normally perform. When you've got about 15 dancers in a line, or probably more than 15 actually at one stage, all in a line trying to perform, the stage seemed a little cramped. And when the Baron was doing his solo and leaping from side to side of the stage, he seemed to be trying to put the brakes on a little bit too quickly to stop himself shooting out through the wings. I may be wrong, but that was the impression I got as I was watching. It didn't detract, though, from the performance. It was well presented, it was well performed. Little bits of humour in it as well. The jester trying to seek applause the moment he walked onto the stage. But that was to round off Elaine's, Elaine's birthday. It's funny at the moment, uh, went shopping the other day, get a few things, and there's rows rows of shelves with things for Halloween. All well and good, it's Halloween next weekend. Things are, are moving. I was looking at some photos this morning of Whitby, 
with the Abbey all floodlit with different coloured lights. I don't know whether it's their gothic weekend or they're just getting ready for Halloween. But they have these gothic weekends there and all of these associated things thanks to Bram Stoker and featuring Whitby in his book about Dracula. There's sort of a Dracula museum there and then I think it's twice a year the Goths descend on the town. I'm not knocking it, it's uh, I enjoy it up there, I enjoy Whitby. Enjoy the atmosphere. But there again it's a it's a seaport and I enjoy the atmosphere around seaports. I think it's down to as a child I used to go to Great Yarmouth for holidays. And I always insisted for some reason or other that at least one of the days we went to the docks and walked along the dockside. It's all been changed now, you can't really do that. There's where you used to be able to drive along the south shore and then turn up alongside the docks has all been closed off. It's all private land now for the, the dock area. Doesn't detract from the town, but it disappointed me when I tried to have a look round and see my old haunts last time I was there and I couldn't get. But we always used to go and have a look along the dockside and see, in those days, the herring fishery was still very, very much in, in, in trend. They hadn't exhausted the stocks. Big bird's eye factory at the end there where the days before the modern insulated clothing and thermal clothing was uh, invented. All the workers used to come out and they'd have fur-lined coats and big heavy parka jackets on. Thick heavy gloves because they were working in freezer conditions. So Whitby's always been a place for me to go to. But there again, anywhere that's got a a working port, if I'm on holiday, I'll have a wander round. I've spoken before about St Abbs in Scotland. I've been down to Padstow and walked around the, the little harbour there. Thoroughly enjoy it all. Thoroughly enjoy it all. I think the only thing I can say is that I'm glad it's not a shooting day today. We went last Sunday and it was a lovely morning. Sunshine everywhere was dry. Had a great time. If it had been a shoot morning this morning with all this rain, I think I'd have uh, I'd have stayed at home. I enjoy my shooting, but as I've got older, I've become a fair weather fan. I've turned out in the snow, the fog and everything at other times, but uh, getting a bit choosy now of what days I go. Having said that, uh, we went out yesterday with our dog. I met my daughter with their dog. 
just across the road from where we go shooting. A new place has been opened up as a secure field as you can rent out and take your dog to train and let loose in a secure area. We've been to one before but this one's a a bit further away but it's a, a much bigger field. Surprisingly after all the rain we've had over the week it was quite dry underfoot. I was expecting Monty to come back with a fair amount of dirt and sludge on him but he came back and all we had to do was just wipe his feet make sure they were clean and he was fine but the two dogs had a riot of a time galloped everywhere chased each other stupid It was interesting throwing a ball because they both went for it and it was just a question of who was the fastest off the mark as came back with it. But they enjoyed it, they were they were game for it. Elaine and my daughter stayed near the top end of the field where there were some tyres and different things for them to run through and play on. But I walked nearly down to the far end of the field which probably is a over a hundred yards long if not more so it was a fair run for them so I went down to the bottom and whistled them from down there three or four times I got them to run the full length of the field and then turn their attention back to Elaine and my daughter and they shot back up the field I think both dogs slept well last night I know Monty did. He lay down at the side of the settee straight away when we got back. But it's good for him. It's good for him with it being so wet and sludgy he doesn't go on the local field so much to have a run round because it's it gets very dirty there, very muddy. Which is a shame. He gets a good walk but only on the lead when it's like that. Otherwise we like to let him off and let him have his proper exercise. If the local field where we go regularly gets too muddy, we'll go down to another park a bit further down, but it means loading him in the car and taking him down in the car. So he does go, he does get his run round. We want to keep him fit and active. <laughs> Mind you, the first thing my daughter said when we got to the field was, do you come down that lane every week to go shooting? I said, yeah, it's the only way to get to the field. She said, well, my car's not designed for it. And yes, it has got quite a lot of potholes and rough tarmac. I don't know whether it's council-owned, privately owned or what, but it is a... A tarmac road, but the condition of it is absolutely appalling. You're driving very, very slowly and zigzagging to avoid the potholes all the way along it. But we get there and we get back. Just take it steady, it's not going to hurt anything. But I've never seen my daughter drive so slowly. I turned into the lane and she was about 50 yards along it when I turned in and in a very short space of time I'd caught her up. 
I've never seen her car go so slowly. But it was worth it. The dogs had a, a really good run round. Really tired themselves out. Well, I say tired themselves out. It's a Springer Spaniel. I don't think you can tire them out. They'll go forever. Hey, next thing on the stocks is uh, Christmas on the Varley. <laughs> I suppose that's the thing I was talking about a few minutes ago. Rows and rows of things for Halloween, but you turn the corner in the shop and it's all loaded up for Christmas as well. Let's get one out of the way before we start the other. I know people say Christmas comes earlier every year, but... We're still only in the third week of October and we've got Christmas films on the television and racks and racks of things for Christmas in the shops. Give us a break. We haven't got past Halloween and bonfire night yet and we've been bombarded with things, particularly Christmas seasonal films, it says on the television, for Christmas. It's October, for goodness sake. We're not seasonal yet. But we have to start. When I got to Marmalade Wharf last Friday, the boat, I'd agreed it with the boat manager. It wasn't unexpected. He gave me a, a crate full of Christmas presents and wrapping paper and such like to get prepared for Santa's sack for the Santa trips on the Varley. So, Elaine in particular, when I go quizzing on a night, has been busily wrapping Christmas presents ready for Santa's sack. She's to do, so I'll help her later on today and we'll get those finished. And then we'll do a swap with those that are wrapped and swap for some that aren't wrapped. There's a lot to do because they've altered the technique this year. We always used to do it in an age group of sort of four to six and seven to nine and that sort of thing. But somebody amongst the powers that be has decided we ought to have a present for every year. So we're doing presents for four-year-olds, we're doing presents for five-year-olds and so on which makes it a lot more complicated and a lot more different things to try and wrap and keep separate into different ages and different things. I mean, a lot of what we do, we try to keep it so as it's either a boy or a girl can have these things. They get a, a, a book or something like that. I think we've got a about a hundred Mr Men books to wrap up. You see, until, until the trips are booked, we don't know exactly how many of each age group we're going to have to deal with. When the, when people book, we ask them to put the child's age, age and name down so as we know what we're dealing with, get everything ready. But we've only got a, a trickle of bookings yet. People haven't worked out what they're doing for Christmas or doing over the December period. 
they will soon start booking up regularly we've got we've got some in already but we're not disappointed yet they'll start I mean to some people they walk along the canal side and see that the boat isn't there and they wonder whether where it's gone whether it'll be back whether it'll be running the trips well after 10 days away it is now back no panic we haven't lost the boat and now it's rained so much we've got the water in the canal to be able to do run our trips as planned one or two trips have been cancelled because of low water levels the environment agency and the county council had stopped us extracting water from the river because the river was so low all sorted now though back to normal so the next job on the canal will be decorating the boat putting the lights and all the different Christmas decorations in it ready for the big day at the end of November when we start our trips it's funny, I've just been moaning that Christmas starts earlier every year and we've got some Santa trips on the weekend in the 27th, I think it is, of November. 26th, 27th of November, I think, is our first trips. But I'm looking forward to them. Elaine's looking forward to it as well. She's not been well. Well, we didn't run them for at least one year because of the Covid restrictions and we ran them in a, a different way last year because of Covid restrictions we didn't have Santa on the boat and mixing on the boat because we had to have fewer passengers and give them more space between them and that sort of thing but this year we're back to normal working Santa's sitting in the bow of the boat and everybody takes it in turns to go up and see him it's a much better arrangement. Last year we had him sitting in a gazebo on the canal side and the actual boat trip was just a boat trip. But the fact is you could now go on a boat trip and meet Santa on the boat makes the whole point of the going on the boat worthwhile. Otherwise they're just sitting there for the sake of having a boat trip and wondering where Santa is. But it's organised. We've got it all sorted again. Elaine's coming back as an elf now. She's a bit better. It's going to be interesting. We're going to enjoy it. It's always a, a good time of year for doing that. You get a lot of satisfaction out of those trips. Talking of getting things back to normal after Covid, one of the things I've noticed is that although the football pitch at the back of us here, or football pitches, should I say, are still well used, there's nowhere near as much activity on them now that there was. I can just hear sounds of shouts and a ball being kicked as I'm doing this. So I think it's one of the Sunday morning clubs where 
they do it on a Saturday morning. Saturday mornings more than Sundays, but they have a lot of youngsters and trying to train and get youngsters playing football, which is good to see. But certainly at night time, there's nowhere near so many people on the pitches that there used to be. Up until COVID, every pitch was occupied every night. But now there's probably only one or two pitches in use at any time. And some nights there's nobody on there at all. I don't know whether people just got out of the habit of it. I know I thoroughly enjoy my quizzing. I go out two nights a week, play for two different teams. And after the summer break, it's hard to get back into the swing of it. And after missing 12 months through COVID, it was very difficult to get back into the routine again because you've developed a different routine. And I think that's what's happened there. People have decided they're going to do different things and they don't want to break their new habit and go back to an old habit. Mind you, it's a take some doing now to get me out and playing football in the weather like it is this morning. I have done at one time a day. Thinking back, it's many years ago now, but I have done it. I have turned up. Rain, sleet, snow, fog. I've played in every condition, which is probably why my left knee is... Uh, complaining to me at different times nowadays. I suppose really for considering the times I did play football and the conditions we played in, some of the pitches we got onto, I can still walk about and get about quite reasonably. I do at least a couple of miles each day with the dog. I'm active in the garden, I'm active doing other things. Hey, I'm chasing up and down the ladder on the boat and working the locks and everything, so I'm doing reasonably well. But there again, particularly on the canal trips, we are mainly, and I'm use the phrase mainly, retired people that are doing it. There's not that many youngsters helping out. Which is a shame. I mean, I've always been into boats, right, from being a youngster. As I've said before, I used to go up to Fradley Junction and help people on the locks. Always wanted to be involved in boating. But we don't seem to get younger people coming in and coming on board. But we get there, we manage, we run the trips. We're a thriving set of people. Anyway, I've rambled on for me half an hour. Been a bit disjointed today, I couldn't get my brain into gear, but hey, I keep talking to you and I keep listening. Ta-da for now.